0: Welcome to episode number 21 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. As we come to the end of this series on Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living, based upon my book with the same title, I have a desire today to bring something new to our podcast. Therefore, my title of today's episode is A Woman's Perspective of Finances. In order to accomplish that, I obviously cannot do the entire podcast myself. So I've asked my wife, Sharon, we've been married now 54 years, to help me with this particular podcast and get the woman's perspective on finances. So I've prepared several questions and she's sitting here right with me right now. With all the years of counseling that I've done, I've often been surprised at the lack of experience or understanding women have, married women that is, when it comes to their finances. Or especially when a woman loses her husband And all of a sudden, she has to take care of all the decision. And it's something that is shocking and difficult for many of them. So therefore, we're going to try and address all of these topics today. So I want to welcome my dear wife, Sharon. Sharon, what do you have to say to the group today?
1: Thank you so much for having me join you today, David. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to those of you who are listening out there today. Let's get started with that first question you have for me today. Okay, so
0: let's look at the first one. Why do you believe, Sharon, that women... Have a need for this information on how to get out of debt.
1: You know, David, there are all kinds of women in all walks of life, in all age groups, working outside the house and inside the home. They're married, unmarried, widowed. The Lord intends women to be wise in our use of money. The Bible says that a wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears it down. And we need to be wise women that build our house, and that make wise decisions. And how do we do that? By making those wise decisions. Again and again, I hope that you will just repeat over and over to yourselves, women who would be listening to this podcast, how, how are you gonna make the wise decisions with our purchases in our households? We should ask the questions, is this what's healthy for my family? Ask the question, if I purchase this, item, if I purchase this dress or shoes, or do I need another expense on my credit card? Should I put money aside for an expense that may be coming up so I don't have to use a credit card? Those are the things that we need to ask ourselves so that we are not in debt and so that we build our house. I find there's a release in us knowing we are not a servant to the credit card or to the loan. The Lord's promise to us is that He will meet our every need and in abundance. I think that's one thing that really helps us as we try to get out of debt. The other thing is that to those who are blessed to have funds in abundance, this can be a blessing and a curse blessing may be you don't need to worry about what purchases you want to make you notice i said you want to make but not need to make a curse though is that you don't budget and we don't spend and we spend foolishly we lose the joy of blessing others and we don't seek the lord we are blessed to be a blessing and we need to use our funds wisely
0: sharon that was great you did it awesome job on that. And of course, you have had a little experience when it comes to spending and saving. And occasionally you do use that credit card, but you're really good about it. And as you know, I've taught you guys before, never use a credit card unless you can pay it off at the end of each month because we don't want to pay those humongous interest rates they're charging us today. So we want to move on now to our second question. And it's kind of similar to the first one, but let's just see how my dear wife handles this one. Do you believe having a Budget is very important.
1: Yes, I really do believe a budget is very important. I remember when we were first married and I you ended up going to Vietnam and I had an infant child. And as you can imagine, military income wasn't the best ever, but I still did a small budget, not really knowing what I was doing because I budgeted just on the small income that I had. But it was really important to me to do the the things that meant the most were at christmas time to have small gifts even though i couldn't afford anything and the only way that i really could do that was to budget and then as of course you came home from vietnam thank you lord and we ended up budgeting together and started that decision-making at that time, how important that has been over the years and how God has blessed it because we have stuck to what we were supposed to do in making the wise decisions. So I would believe that anybody that's listening to this podcast, it doesn't matter whether you have a large income, small, whatever it is, when we budget and show ourselves approved of God, then God will bless our income and bless that budget that we have put together.
0: Once again, you did a great job. So now we're going to move on to a little heavier subject that has to do with borrowing money. So the question I'm going to bring to Sharon is, how do you feel about putting a second mortgage on your home? So listen very carefully, men and women both. I want you to hear what she has to say about the issues that cause concern in her own mind and in her heart.
1: It depends upon your reasoning for a second mortgage. To a woman, her home is her sanctuary, as it is for a man as well. But to a woman, it's uh, a place where it's an expression of who she is, what she envisions for herself and her family and her friends, if she wants to entertain, if she just wants to just have that comfort and secure place. And she prepares that home, that secure place for her husband. Um, There's nothing like a man coming home from work and letting him sit in his special chair or his special place of the sofa and him feeling right at home. When we end up putting a second mortgage on a house, we get deeper in debt. It depends on why we do that and we have to pray about it and make a wise decision. Remember, if you want to become debt free, obtaining a home equity loan can keep you from achieving that goal. For the unmarried woman, it's important to seek counsel prior to making a decision on a second mortgage.
0: Thank you, Sharon, because I really believe it's crucial for men and women both to understand that making a home loan, something that's gonna carry on for 15, 20, 30 years, can be devastating. So borrowing money on a home consolidation loan behind your original loan can just be a nightmare of increasing debt. It's kind of like a merry-go-round. You keep going round and round in circles. So you're in your circle of debt, you get off of the circle, only to get back on so that you can get more debt. Then you get off the circle, go do some buying and some more purchasing, then you get back on the merry-go-round and you continue to increase your debt. It continues to flow and increase and the cycle just never ends. So the only way to stop it is to pay it off. The only way to get rid of it is to make good financial decisions. So that's great advice, honey, whether it has to do with men or women, and I know it'll be a blessing to those that are listening in today. Our next question has to do with some issues that have become pretty heavy in our own particular life and and the activities that we're involved with. Matter of fact, it's become a ministry for you, Sharon, in our church to help ladies whose husbands have passed away. So let me ask you this question. What experiences do you have with helping widows who have to take over their finances have to become familiar with where things are about the insurance policies, about the mortgage, and all these financial things. How has that been working for you, hon, and how can you help these, these ladies?
1: That's quite a question at this time. For some reason, we have always had a lot of widows around us and unmarried ladies that we have been able to help over the years. I actually presently have a list of 12 women who have lost their husbands in just this last few months to a year, and it's very devastating time for them, and they're in the midst of grief, and yet here they are having to deal with their grief. It's a difficult time, and they have not been prepared for this time. Some suggestions that I have are before this time even comes up, to talk between husband and wife. Talk to them about the location of your files, perhaps the things that you have on your computer that they need to know about, where your bank accounts are, where your wills are, where you want to be buried. And remember the passwords. Recently, we have run into, I don't know, two or three women who have commented and said, I don't have any passwords. I don't know where they are. And so it's really important to talk about those things and to make the lists of passwords. I know how passwords are. They're two pages long and it's... Just sounds terrible to go through a lot of these things, but really it's very necessary. I remember when we were first married and I wondered where things were because I really didn't know. And it's important that you start to talk about those things because sometimes you don't like to talk about those things. David had come home from Vietnam about dying was about the last thing I ever wanted to talk about, needless to say, but it's a necessary thing as you are married or unmarried, whatever, but um, speaking of just husband and wife, the importance of the two of you talking together about all of these things is just immensely important. We all need to know all of those things and where our accounts are, all the passwords. We need to know, and whether we want to address it or not, the importance of it is just, I can't say enough about that. They, You need to know what they want or don't want. And I know sometimes you'd think, I don't want to talk about this. This is the last thing on my mind. But it's a necessary part of life, and I think it would benefit you. Also, veterans... Uh, wives and families can have a lot of things that are provided for them along the lines of burial and other other things that might be health issues that you may need to address as well. So I hope that that's helpful, and it's important that you have people around you or let your husband or your wife say, hey, this person is a trustworthy person, and when this family member is gone, that is the person that you can go to or a couple of people that you can go to to get really great advice. So I hope that that's really helpful along those lines.
0: Sharon, that was awesome and I think it's wonderful that you're helping these ladies whose husbands have passed away and they now have at least an option to hear from someone else and get some advice that'll help them along. Okay, our next question is this. In marriage, how do you decide who makes the decisions on large purchases? In addition to that, I'm going to ask you to make a comment to the singles who are listening in today. So here we go, Sharon. Take it away.
1: Large purchases, such as a house, pool, car, some furniture, I believe should be agreed upon between husband and wife. An example would be a house. A man may be looking for the right size garage. He might be most interested in whether he can have an office there or a study. Women are most interested in the size maybe of the house, the setting it it has, such as, you know, trees or greenery, landscape. And a woman normally you would think would the most important thing would be the kitchen, where nowadays men care about the kitchen also. So we need to agree upon those things. When you're going into large purchases, it can bring on stress in a marriage, especially due to the funds available for those purchases. So we want to avoid stress. We want to come into an agreement on what is needed for our living and for our living expenses. We don't want to overbuy. We don't have to have maybe a luxurious pool that it has a waterfall and a slide and all of that and maybe deciding on what size and so forth can be agreed upon. Also on the house the same thing. We don't want to overbuy or underby, if that's a term. Anyways, we don't want to do a thing called manipulation. Manipulation of our budget is something that we want to avoid, but we want to look at everything realistically and applicable to our life and our lifestyle. We've always taken a piece of paper and we have drawn a line down the middle when we are going to make a large purchase, and we've said, okay, these are all of the good points. These are all the points that are questionable. And then we pray about it and try to come into agreement upon that, and that is very helpful as well. So I hope that that's helpful for those couples that are listening listening into the podcast. Now, if you are unmarried, you're single or a single mom, it's imperative that you get good counsel when making large purchases. You need somebody that is trustworthy and that you know you can go to who will have your best interest in mind. The Lord should be first in your budget, and they should know that that's extremely important to you.
0: Thanks, Sharon. That was very good. I know that when we go to look for a home, we always get into discussions about, I like to call it the good, the bad, and the ugly. So we do take the piece of paper, we do draw the line down the middle, and we do look at all the good things and all the bad things. And many times, the bad things seem to be less than the good things. Then that's telling us something. That's telling us that that may not be the way to go. Other times, it's just the opposite. And there's a huge list of good things and a, and a very, very, very small list of or a gigantic list of bad things. But either way, this is part of the process. In business, we always called it doing your due diligence. So couples out there, individuals out there, when you make big purchases, remember it's always vital to do your due diligence. That means a process of examination, of checking, of evaluation, a way that you will know if it's gonna be a good decision. And then you gotta have peace. Because if you don't have peace, you shouldn't buy it anyways. Because we receive peace, when the Holy Spirit speaks to us. People say, well, how do you know God's involved? How do you know that the Lord has given you peace? We pray, we seek his help, and if there's doubt or confusion, that means we don't have peace. And if we don't have peace, I don't believe that decision is of God. I think we've probably said enough about that. Now we're gonna have Sharon go into the biblical instructions, I think, that are imperative to all of us, but especially when it comes to women who are either divorced or raising kids on their own or they've, they've lost their husband. So these are things that come from the word of God and something that's touched her heart a lot. She shared these scriptures with other people, with other women. And so I would like to turn it over to her now and give us a Bible lesson on what God's word tells us about women and how they can receive instruction and how the word of God gives you a peace that does pass us all understanding. So Sharon, why don't you go ahead and enter into that discussion right now?
1: Thank you, honey. I really appreciate being able to talk to women, to my friends and my sisters in Christ, just to let you know that there are people who care about helping you with your finances helping you to be debt-free over the years to come. And I was reminded a little of Proverbs 31. I know we've heard a lot of teaching about the woman that is expressed of noble character in Proverbs, and which is simply a guideline to how we should try to live our lives. When we think about a woman of noble character, it tells us in the Word of God that she was worth far more than rubies. And when you think about it, she was the kind of woman that got on the computer and checked out the land, the sales, made smart purchases for her family. She did those things that were profitable after doing her due diligence. She was a savvy woman then. You're a savvy woman today, and you can be able to Do what you need to do to have a debt-free life for the future. She did all that she could to let her family be the best that they could be. And I love the scripture that says that she considered a field and she bought it. Out of her earnings, she planted a vineyard or she did those things that were necessary for her family. She set about her work vigorously. Her arms were strong for the tasks. In other words, she was up to getting what her family and her husband needed. She wanted her husband to be respected by others, and that's what we want also, ladies. So she did those things that showed that she was not lazy, that she was a hard-working woman, and we, these scriptures that are in Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, I'm using the New International Version, are simply a guideline they are not showing us that we have to be perfection but they are showing us a guideline to help us in our lives for the future we need to ask the lord for wisdom and the lord will give it to us freely in every decision that we make regarding our finances regarding our homes whether we are married unmarried the wisdom applies and it's given to us freely by the lord I think that one of my favorite scriptures in this is in Proverbs 31 again, and it's verse 25. She's clothed with strength and dignity, and she can laugh at the days to come. So what does that mean, that she can laugh at the days to come? I remember my husband, five years ago now, was told that he had multiple myeloma. That was a shocker to most people, although I looked at the doctor who talked to us and said, number one, what is multiple myeloma? And it is bone marrow cancer, and it just sort of went over my head. I guess I call myself the three-day girl, because then three days later, I decided, oh, I was at home, and oh, that's the C word, and that's cancer. And, but a sweet peace had come over me and that I was so thankful for. My husband was given six months to live. And at that time, we knew that we were facing chemo for several months. And our family, our children, our grandchildren, friends were so wonderful with us. But most of all, God's presence was with us. And even though it was a difficult situation there was a confidence that was built in Christ. I'm not any different than anybody else in feeling that this could have been just devastating to me as spiritually, but knowing that all things work for good, God led us and helped us through this time. And this scripture verse that states that A woman laughs at the days to come is amazing to me because when we are faced with a difficult situation, we can laugh with inner joy because we have built a confidence in Christ. It takes time that God prepares us for moments like that, that we need to be open to the leading of the Holy Spirit and listening to His voice that prepares us for times that are difficult. And then when these times come up, we laugh. We have peace that passes all understanding, and we know that our future is in Him. We went through months of chemo, injections of all types, but peace and inner joy came from the Father. We must walk in faith, having confidence in our loving Jesus that brings peace, calmness, and laughter within when we need it the most. When I say laughter, I don't mean an outward Ha ha ha, laughter. I'm talking about a joy and a peace with confidence in Christ. I have an old t-shirt that my husband dislikes immensely. I wear it because it says, you've got this. Well, actually it should say, God's got this because it doesn't matter what we're facing. There, there can be peace that passes all understanding that keeps our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. And aren't we thankful for that? And I really believe that a woman is defined by her awe of Christ, that we have the fear of the Lord, and that means being in awe of Him and worshiping Him, and in all things, God is going to take care of us. So therefore, our confidence brings joy and laughter and peace in our spirit. I hope that this has been a blessing to you, and I pray that the Holy Spirit will just direct your steps, and my prayer for you is that He will surround you with His presence, give you confidence and peace in Him that passes all understanding, that your heart and your mind will be focused upon Him. God bless you greatly, and someday you will experience the joy of debt-free living, and you will have laughter in your spirit.
0: Thank you so very much, Sharon. I knew that came from your heart and of course I see that in you every day. For those of you who have listened to this podcast, the reference that Sharon gave was Proverbs 31 verses 10 through 31 in the New International Version. I know you'll want to read it and make it a part of your life because I know God wants to bless you through his work. It's been fun, matter of fact, inspiring to have my wife join me to be my guest on this podcast of Quality Christian Living. If you would like to hear Again, this, you can always download or subscribe to my podcast on cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. This episode concludes our teaching on how to experience the joy of debt-free living based upon the book that I've written with the same title. If you are interested in any of the books that I've written, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. You can order directly from Amazon Books or any of your local bookstores. For those of you who enjoyed hearing my wife Sharon, she will be joining me from time to time on future episodes of Quality Christian Living podcasts. Since we are approaching Memorial Day, I'll be doing a two to three week series of messages on the books that I've written on Vietnam. I will be discussing the challenges facing those who are exposed to Agent Orange used in the Republic of Vietnam. In addition to that, we'll be discussing the challenges of PTSD, otherwise known as post-traumatic stress disorder. These podcasts, I believe, will be of interest to all veterans, whether active or have served in other military actions in the world. In addition to that, I believe those who have an interest to find help for our veterans will find these podcasts of interest and a source of reference. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he give you grace and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. God richly bless you.